Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. Welcome to the second podcast in our new series, Neighbours. You recently met Anna, who was feeling a little overwhelmed by a garden that was in a bit of a mess after a large house renovation. And this week, we're introducing you to Josie, who, with her partner, has become the new owner of a lovely cottage with a large garden to match. But that garden had unfortunately been left to fend for itself by its previous owner. Josie has joined us as she would like some help with bringing that garden back to life. Hi, Josie, and thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so cool. excited to be here. <laughs> in, our, in our email conversations over the last few days, you mentioned that this is your first home with a garden that you are actually responsible for. So I gather that means you haven't had a great deal of previous gardening experience. Is that right? No. Yes, that is right. I did grow up on a farm, and I think my, my limited experience would have been in year 12. I had a vegetable garden. Um, oh, that's well that's what, that was the start. Um, and then as the years went by, I left home and my mum took it over and it's double the size and doing a lot better. But other than that, um, houseplants are about where my experience ends. Well, the, to our listeners, Josie's quite young, so there's fair enough. It, I yes. think it, at the age of 27, Seven. I didn't have much of a garden either. I would rent properties. You know, I'd be renting like most people were at that age and I'd try to clean up that garden because I've obviously had some sort of bent for that sort of thing. But... You know, we didn't know what to do with the soil or we didn't care really then, did we? Just stick a plant in and walk away. And hope it grows. Yeah, hope for the best. <laughs> well, look, this is the perfect time to learn and that garden has plenty of potential. So I think with the right advice, you're going to be able to turn into a really pretty garden. Keith, where should Josie start? Okay, so the first place you've got to start is you've got to get a brief. All right, you've got to sit down and, and write down all the things that you want from that garden. And don't just think about... Today, think about the future. You know, you're going to have kids. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to think about planning for, for you know, for the, uh, a section of the garden for them, whether it just be a lawn area where you can go around and kick a footy and, and whatever, or um, a playground that, you know, you, you're going to have specific, specifically for them on that basis. So things that you need to sort of consider would be things like paved entertainment areas, barbecue, pool, and the siting and the regulations and plant choices are really something you have to sort of consider about that if you're going to think about having a, having a pool. Yeah. Playground, as I've already mentioned, and siting here is important as well. Um, I've just finished a design for a, um, a, a garden at um, way up east of Canberra and south of Goulburn, and it was sight unseen. And the things I asked him for were you know, a, a survey of the land and the house hasn't been built. But what... Part of his brief was he wanted a playground area for his kids and it had to be something that was going to really entice them into the garden. So my consideration there was if, if it's going to be a, a playground just for that purpose, you don't want it down the bottom end of the garden where you can't see what's mm. happening mm-hmm. and, and if there's an accident, you've got to access a long way to get them. So I, I localised where the, the actual playground was. So these are the sorts of things you've got to, you've got to you know, put into consideration. Um, you use pictures from magazines. If you're just going through, through a, a magazine, you say, oh, gee, I love the look at that. Pull it out and I, stick it in a magazine. Or uh, Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. Pinterest. Yeah. If you I, did have a, I did have a subscription to Country Style. 
I used to actually work for the, oh, uh, all the magazines as well. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Well, then, yeah, that's that's a definitely a good one to start because your cottage lends itself to that sort of you know cottage cottage type country yeah. style type of yeah. Um, yeah. book. Um, other things that you've got to sort of think about too are, are um, understanding plant sunlight requirements. So, you know, you've got things in there that that you, that you need to have full sun, and there's other plants that will tolerate partial shade and full shade i've already yeah. made that mistake yeah. once have you <laughs> yeah we burnt some hydrangeas oh, <laughs> oh no. yes not I the hydrangeas back to life but it took a little bit yeah so you now well know shade. definitely shade only yeah. definitely and i read in read in your email you've actually already propagated some from yes. nana's place yes well, i brilliant. have about um i mean like eight down the back fence um that are going well and a couple by the side of the house, um, three plants there, mm-hmm. and then and a lot more in jars. <laughs> and good, uh, well good shade spots yeah. for those around the side of the house. That's fantastic. Um, how do you transplant with not, the pictures that we've seen of Josie's yes. garden? There's a lot of transplanting that I think she's going to want to do. Yeah. How do you transplant existing and mature plants out of an overgrown garden? And into another bed to save them. How can is that possible? It, it's all it's all possible. And I, and I saw some of the pictures that you sent through. You've got fruit trees, for instance. Um, you know that you are in the middle of a lawn and it's got a little bit of mulch around the bottom. Um, that they can all be lifted during the winter period, and when they're dormant, um, not so much the, the citrus, not the yep. lemon you've got there, um, but but all the others you, you you would do. You'd move them even in citrus. You'd move in the middle of winter. So. It gets back to the beginning that you've got to have a plan in order to know what you're going to be doing with those plants. You don't want to be plant, picking them up and putting them somewhere that's going to be worse off for them. So that's a consideration that you really sort of have. Um, so you need to have a plan, you need to have a direction, and you need to know where to start and where to finish. Because you don't want to go putting a lot of work into into a garden out the front that perhaps it might be a stage where you're going to be doing a bit of work out the back and you're going to be traipsing over it, destroying it. So you've got to have a plan to sort of know where to begin and where to, where to sort of end. And then when, once that plan is in place, what is the next step? Well, the next step is something that we always bang on about, and you know what it is, and you're going to tell us. Soil. Soil, How well, How good is that soil? Soil testing needs to be done. Yep. Build beds, build the beds, I suppose. Mm-hmm the garden beds and then look at the soil from there and yep. go right let's what do we need to do to fix this so, so we got all the old things like you know our compost the biochar um, the rock dust these sorts of things are going to set your garden up for success um, and I've, I've recently posted on the instagram um, some examples of gardens that were planted in january of this year and the photograph was taken about two weeks or three weeks ago and the the growth in that in that garden is just absolutely astronomical, so that's, and that's because all the hard work had been done. You know, yeah, put all well, that goodness into the soil. So don't even think about the plants. And no. Think about the structure and your beds, and then the soil. And then once that's all in place, then you put the plants in because then yeah. you'll see, watch those plants grow and thrive. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, you put them in and then they die, and it's just you know you're going back to stage one again. Yeah, so hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, we actually have a compost at the back that was left by the previous owners, so we definitely could get into that and spread that great so that you've been adding to that you're using we have been yeah fantastic kind of it's a little bit inaccessible so we just need to get to it and use it oh really that bad (laughs) yes (laughs) gotta get to it gotta climb over a jungle to get to it yes (laughs) oh gosh okay so uh vegetable garden do you have you do have a vegetable garden yes we do so we have a large vegetable garden we did clear a lot of it out at the moment it has uh rhubarb potatoes um it was also a blackberry patch, um, but we also took 
most of that out. Mm. Um, we've planted some seedlings recently about two weeks ago and they've already started coming through. It was just a bit of a, um, just put it down and see what Trial happens. Trial and error. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. We, um, yes, yeah, so we put some carrots, onions, and then, um, uh, when we moved in, we dug up a lot of garlic. Um, so some of that garlic, we then broke apart and their bulbs back in yep and cut clothes back in yep. yep so i don't think they've started shooting yet but everything else looks like it's coming up i also Fantastic. planted a blueberry bush but i don't know if that's doing as well <laughs> well that'll need to be protected won't it yes you've got yours undercover yes. well <laughs> i had mine in a pot and now it's i put it in the garden yeah. i think i might need to put it back in the pot <laughs> well depends where it is it depends where it is and depends on the soil Yes, doesn't it? And it does, and it's good to have two, or it's not yeah, necessary. Always, always better to have more than one because it, it just increases production. Mm. You know, it works that well yeah. together. Now you've got a lot of mature roses too. Now, what should Josie do about those? If they're staying where they are, should she cut them back? What should she do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a few little things that I, that I've noticed just from the pictures, and, and pictures don't show me the north orientation. So I don't know really where the, the orientation is. Yeah. But for instance, I, I see you've, you've put some some plants that are going to be like a hedge along the front of the veranda. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, what direction is the veranda facing? Do you know? Um, northwest. Northwest. Wait, okay. Does the sun no, set? That's wrong. Where does where does the sun set? Over near the veranda, or is it set? It's here. Yep. The veranda's here. She's for listeners. She's pointing. <laughs> she's pointing. She's trying to remember. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's southwest. When you, so, if you think about when the sun sets at night, can you remember where? Sort of. Um, are you looking out from the veranda at yes. the sun setting? Yes. Does that help? Right, so it's going to be it's going to be a real hot hot spot, mm. particularly yeah. So yeah, the edges <clears> of that uh, right, the edge of that that hedge did get a bit crispy mm-hmm. over summer, and it sort of went a bit um, yellow. Yeah, and now it's got the colour back, yep. whereas the plants closer to the front door have maintained their oh, colour yeah, a little better. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that'll, be, that'll, that'll also have something to do with the, the amount of goodness that, that'll be in the soil. That's going to yep. affect and that's where we need to really concentrate, put a lot of effort in. But there's, you know, there's lots of other things that, that you know, I, I saw, saw in the garden. Um, you've got a little a little, he, little arbour, for instance, when we you do come have a, Yes, we have, one of, <laughs> we have two of those. You've got two of those? Yes, two of those. And in and out? They weren't ours. Um, there's one <laughs> at the back that I guess goes to the... Um, car area and yep. then one at the front that has some roses on it um, that is coming in the front gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I saw one with the wisteria on it. Yeah, yeah, it would be the back, I think. That'll be the back one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed out there you've got a petostrum out the backyard too. We have so many petostrums. <laughs> We've had probably about an arborist come and take about 12 wow. down, yep. if not more. Um, and the amount of like shoots from yeah. them we've yeah. had to take out has been incredible insane yeah, yeah. well that, that whole that whole area where you live that used to be just about all protostrums transferred by wildlife um, yeah. because protostrum comes from the Greek meaning pitos and porum meaning sticky seeds so when when the seeds burst open they stick to the, the you know the fabric of the clothes or the you know the, 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 the possums possums and everything else and then they drop down and bang they start off again mm-hmm. it's it is a native australian plant but mm-hmm. it's from northern new south wales and it is just an absolute weed down here so yes you got you got a few more to get rid of i think yes we do <laughs> <laughs> we've taken the large ones out and at the moment we yeah. just we've gotten like the dead gums the petostrum and there's a few other 
trees that we had done lots of shoots and things yeah. like that. So we're the, the larger ones that were the issues we've taken it and what's left is sort of the more manageable mm-hmm. to a degree yep. trees. Okay, so one of the most important things about a garden is just this one word that I've often mentioned before and before and before, and that is structure. Mm. Structure is what creates a garden and it doesn't have to be um, anything more than a lawn. A lawn can provide structure, but better structure comes from hedging plants, um, you know, where you have the first layer of, 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 of plants around a defined garden bed and then behind that you have something a bit taller and you go for differences in colours of foliage and difference in shapes of foliages mm-hmm. and that builds up that, that whole theme and that creates the interest. Um, another thing that when I sit on my drawing board is, is, is sitting on my shoulder is, is Edna Walling, who's Australia's greatest garden designer. Um, she's had these wonderful sayings and the one that is always in my ear is... A garden you can see all at once is not much of a garden at all. So creating the space you've got there, because I think you said about you've got about 1,400 square metres? Yeah, correct. Yeah. You've got a lot to work with. Yes. And you can create wonderful little garden rooms. That, you know, there'll be places for the children to play, places for you to have entertainment areas, um, garden rooms that will hide clothes and clothes lines and sheds and all the utility sort of stuff. So planning that is, is really, really important. Mm. Uh, it's it's such a, a thing that, you, that a lot of people don't go to the trouble of thinking things through. They just go out there and just, oh, I like the look of that plant, yeah, put, yeah. put the plant in there. They don't think about how big it's going to get or what it's going to perform in terms of colour and shape and all the rest of it. Mm. So you, you're on the right track. You know, At least you're asking for some advice yeah. and some help, which is fantastic. <laughs> sorry. I was going to say, when you do do the, I guess, the front, middle and back and getting that sort of difference of height, difference of colour and foliage, where do you, I guess, where would you go as a beginner to get that information as to what should be front, middle okay. and behind? Um, firstly, you need to sort of determine what, what size plants you're looking at. So if the back, for instance, is going to be an unlimited height, then you, Googling is one of the best things to do. Another great thing you do is actually walk, walk um, a garden that, that's open for instance you know there's there's lots of beautiful gardens up in the hills there's one called cloud hill which is a superb garden and you can walk along there with a, with a, a notebook and just write down oh that plant is such mm. and such because they're all named yeah and, and just pick the plants that you like and the mm. style of thing that you like and that starts you off and then you can put uh, into into dr google say listen i like this plant is there a plant similar to this and it'll throw up a whole lot of different things to oh, you. That's so true. and and then you you really hone down on those plants by saying well what is the mature height and spread of those plants and you know then what size area that'll take up and how far apart how far, how far apart, apart to you plant them, plant them. Um, and if you're using if you're going to go for a, a mid-range plant say a plant to about a meter and a half then think about not putting in just one of that think about doing twos and threes and so forth, because it really creates a, a, a theme. You know, That's something theme. I really learned from Keith, because it, it, it does look a lot better to have a, a, a like a larger number of plants together, you know, amongst others, because it's, it, it, I've always planted one here and then one over there and one over there, and it just it has so much more of an effect if you plant a bunch of them together. It really does, yeah. doesn't um, it? It does, you know, and, and you know, I. I I experienced that one day at a, a local garden here in Mantelise that was open open to the public uh, for a donation for the charity. Um, and they obviously had a, a beautiful big block um, and they obviously had a lot of money. 
because um, this lady went in, obviously went into a nursery and said, I'll have one of everything. Oh. And then put the whole lot out. You know, so your, your eye was going all over the place. You weren't, there was no flow to the way that cohesion. you go. You know, yeah, and that's, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so it's structure and it's, it, and it's flow and it's cohesion. It's all those sorts of things that make a, make a, you know, a beautiful garden. So it is a matter of having patience, really, and really starting from the bottom and working up, isn't it? Because, other, you know, I would be like you, I would want to get out there and get some colour into the garden and just, you know, but you do have to, I have to calm myself down when sometimes with things and go, okay, no, start from scratch because it's not worth it, it's not worth the money, it's not worth the, the time wasted by rushing in and, and buying all the wrong things. You've got to uh, make sure you really research and start from the soil. Start from the soil, from absolutely. The soil. Is there um, anything? Yeah, well, I guess a couple of little other little things that I yeah. I noticed that that your garden um, has bricks to restrain the different sections from it, um, and the way that I look at that is that that's a maintenance problem the way they're done because they're basically laid on the surface. Yes. Whereas the way that I would utilise those and, and and I would specify those in all my designs is that they would be laid to the finished levels of both either the pathway or the garden bed, or the lawn. That means that it's not a tripping hazard. It means that it's easy we to do, maintain. We do trip on them. Yeah, <laughs> it's much easier to maintain because you can put your mower on, on the brick edge. You can cut all the grass from it. You can then put a, a lawn edge and have a lovely sharp line, and love, you haven't got that tripping yet. I love the sharp lines. <laughs> <laughs> I recently edged the um, fruit trees and put some mulch down. And yep. I just did it with a shovel, but even just having that straight line or the straight sorry the circle around just made it look so much crisper pleasing yeah gives you that structure Mm. yeah you know and that's it i often see i often go past and see elizabeth out the front yard with her uh her she is doing her little circles around the trees on the nature strip (laughs) because it's that 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 kikuyu kikuyu uh yeah what's it called walter buffalo walter Walter buffalo grass which is fantastic and so hardy but it wants to run into the beds so yes i'm always out there that's why i've got a bad elbow because i'm going like this trying to you know get that (laughs) we we need to to definitely work on our grass as well it's quite wet because it was so overgrown it didn't get a lot of sunlight so it's quite mossy yeah um so having cleared a lot of i guess the trees that were encroaching on the grass it's now becoming moss um, it is now becoming less moss and more oh, grass, okay, right. whereas previously it was just all moss. Okay, yeah. um, and that's and that's another understanding yeah. about about the conditions that are being created. Mm. Moss will grow in an area that the soil has got very very limited amount of oxygen in the soil, and it will also be a heavier soil. It will hold the moisture a lot more. Um, you know, so by opening out those trees and perhaps getting in with a fork and forking it up, that will help aerate that soil and allow a lot more percolation of air and moisture down through them through yeah. the soil and that'll solve those things up but you know you, you, you've got a wonderful project to, to, to work on and, and I think it's plenty of time to do it plenty of time to do it and you just yeah just just as I said sit down and start off with the brief first and write down all the things that you want to have even if they're you know pie in the sky things you know I want a I want a gymnasium and a, and a swing pool but put them down you know because they're obviously things that are sitting back in your back of your mind and whether you get them or you don't doesn't matter. Plan yeah. for them. Always yeah. plan for them. And do you when doing a plan, obviously other than like the sorry, the swimming pool and the um and like those kinds of things, do you like take a map of the land and draw it out? Yeah. So you have it in front of you so you understand where things will be. Exactly. Where you want pathways, where you want yep. the lawn. Yeah. And those kinds of and things. And there's lots of ways of, of, of obtaining that sort of thing. You can you can use Google Maps or Near Maps as another another crowd. Um, 
sometimes when my clients don't want to um, engage the services of, say, a, a, a surveyor, which can get quite expensive, a couple of grand at least, um, that same surveyor can use near maps and have a look down on top and actually from some measurements of um, the block, get it to an exact scale size yeah. that you work from. You know, And the best, best scale size to work from is actually, I use is uh, one to 100. So for every one centimetre, it equals one metre. Yeah, uh, and your scale rulers you can use on that, you know. So then you can say, well, I want a pool. I don't want a twelve meter pool by four meters wide. Oh, it's not going to fit in that spot. So I've got to compromise. It's going to be six by three. You know, so having a plan at least gives you that direction where you can plot things in, and you know you can shape them up. You use use pencils. You can just shape. Oh, that curve looks horrible. I'll make it more that sort of a shape. Mm. I mean, I just looked at. One of these, and this is this is very bad yes. for uh, for uh, podcast podcast because we have some pictures you know, that he's showing. Just this, just this little bit here, for instance, in your front garden, uh, that just changing that shape, yeah, changes the whole appearance. The arbor, I'd go, it would go yeah. because it's it's not doing anything, not saying anything, it's not not adding to yeah the theme that your garden you yeah. know, can get. And I think you also mentioned that you'd love to put cottage garden, I've got a, a section of cottage gardens in. And that's yeah. a beautiful well, thing to I'm do. Assume, I probably just assumed that that would be the style that you'd be thinking of because it's yeah. sort of a cottage, so it is but a cottage it doesn't style. have to be. It definitely is. Yeah. 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 We yeah. want to keep it sort of true to the house. And yeah. I think that's the kind of garden I like. Growing up, my grandma, she was she's British, and yeah. she had a very kind of traditional kind of garden. English garden. Like English garden. Beautiful. Um, and I really liked that, so yeah. I wanted to sort of have a similar. And I don't mind if it's a little bit. I don't, I don't think the word overgrown is right, but a bit... Um, rambling. 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 Yeah, that's the right word. I think that's quite sweet, and I I think that can sort of lend itself to the area. And Absolutely. I think that's quite lovely. Yeah, So I think absolutely. that's what I'm sort of aiming for. Can she? Can Josie source a copy of, like, the title? Can you get... The title? The title went on your section 32. Have, I have a copy of the title, and I also have original plans oh, of the great. house. Well, that's a great way to start. Every yeah. single document... That yep. was to do with the house I have. So Brilliant. Fantastic. And is it a fairly flat block? Um, it's on a slight slope, but for the area where it's built, it is quite flat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, Comparatively well. flat. Comparatively flat. Mm. Yes, yeah, It's definitely a sloping yeah. area. Yeah. In, th- in that photo that you showed before, that's sort of where we're going to be looking at having a garage once we get approvals. So mm-hmm. yeah. the ar- that arbor will definitely be going. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sounds like a good start. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. So after all that, Josie, how do you feel about it all? Less overwhelmed. Um, I think it's given me good structure to sort of sit down with my partner and go over a plan and maybe less so running to Bunnings and picking up pretty flowers <laughs> to pop in the garden to try and make it look pretty while it's sort of going through yeah. all the stages. Um, yeah, I think it by putting a plan in place and then maybe a project plan as to what needs to happen first, mm. we had sort of done that a little bit in terms of making sure we got the arborist in, then the stump grinder in, in terms of not planting things in those areas because we knew that they'd probably make a mess, Mm. which they did. Um, But I think now that those things are done, being able to get in, put that plan in place and then... I guess take small take, bites at it, small yeah. bites and, at it and do it according yeah. to your budget. That's the Absolutely. way to do it. A yeah. section at a time. I yep. love the idea of a section at a time and then you've got that section to look at and go, look how good we've made this look. Yep. Now we'll move on to the next bit after that. And, and you'll make mistakes, but that's a whole part of, of, of doing gardening is, 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 is making a mistake and learning from that mistake. Mm. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a journey. It's a part of how it goes. So you know where we are if you need any further advice. Good luck with the garden. Please keep us posted with its progression. I'm sure Keith would love to help, or I would too, but 
he's the professional <laughs> with any assistance that you might need. Is am I right? Am I pushing? Oh myself? no, that's fine. Here <laughs> to help. Here to help. That's Thanks. what we do this for. Thank I appreciate you, it. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. pleasure. Actually, come back. You know, down the track, and we'll Definitely. we'll talk further about how things are going. Perfect. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.